Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. This Sunday we have Johann van Dam with us and he will talk about the important gift that is accepted only by a few. Why is being religious not the right way to receive this gift? And learn that this gift is not about submitting to certain expectations or adapting ways others want you to live, but living in God's fullness and love. Now, here is Johann. So much beautiful equipment here. Uh, I was thinking, studying, trying how this all works. But it's really amazing the quality uh, of sound you have here. I've been family what was very religious, extremely religious. I was not even allowed to do skating on Sunday, uh, to go on my bike to church. No football, no cinema, no festival. Uh, extremely religious. Every week, a Bible study in our home, County Oregon, with my family. Uh, we had nine children, a uh, whole crowd, um, until the end of their lives. They have been religious. But I was shocked. To be with my father in the hospital as he was dying, that he cried so much. And I said to him, Father, don't you know you're going to heaven? If I just knew that somehow, somehow, I don't know why, how that is possible to be so religious two times a Sunday in church and I did not miss any except I was sick yeah two times at Sunday in church and, and just did not accept it oh not that they did not talk about Jesus in church they did a lot but somehow there is a difference between the knowing and the having And if our theology is knowing about a lot and having a little, then something is basically wrong and has to be urgently worked on. And please don't wait until you die. My brother, I have four brothers, four sisters. Quite a few died. I was the youngest one of the crowd. As he was dying, he talked with his kids about the sexual thing. The kids were deeply hurt, but he never talked about it. Never. And he waited faithfully until he died. 
so stupid. So stupid. How can it be that we have the time running through our fingers and are happy with theology? Oh, that, that uh, uh, my brother was extremely religious. Even to a kind what thought they were much better as our church. That was the tension in the family. My brother was, and he died also, after I came to a youth group as I never heard so clearly about forgiveness in our family, uh, that was no subject somehow. To accept Christ was, that word was never said. At that youth group, I met him at the street as they were having an open air. And I thought, I'm going to listen to those guys. I was impressed. One after the other talked what Jesus meant in their daily lives. Interesting. I could have never, never, never stand on the street and tell what Jesus means to me in my life, in, in uh, everyday living. And one after the other went forward. I was deeply impressed. I thought somehow this thing, what they have at home, is, is really living amongst us young people on the street. And I listened to the end, and at the end, one of the young people went around with tracks, piece of paper, with the gospel on it, and I did not go away. I said, thank you, and I was hanging to a street post, and reading this thing. A little bit later, a fellow came along and said, hey, we are having a coffee uh, after the time here. Uh, do you want to come with me? I said, okay. Uh, I went with him. And that evening, they did not talk a lot to me. But I understood those people lost their hesitation to God. And I was scared when I'm even more religious, I'm prepared for a monastery. That would be the end of my life. And I did not want to bring more sacrifices. I lost my hesitation, and I understood those stretched arms of Jesus to me. I went into it, and I knew this is from now onward, a life very close with God. At that youth group, uh, about half a year later, uh, there was a speaker, the, or, the leader of Operation Mobilization uh, uh, Evangelism. And uh, at the meeting, he told how urgently they need people. 
they were growing from a campaign with 300 that year to a campaign with 3,000. And they, all what they had to do still to find the 3,000 uh, to evangelize. I liked the challenge that they were so dynamic and need so badly people for everything. I had a technical education. Uh, I knew uh, how cars function. And I thought perhaps I could help them repair the car. And that is, uh, so I agreed. And I said, and when can I come? He said, when? Uh, you can come straight away. I said, no, I need at least one week. Uh, because I was looking for a job, and I thought, if I do now a, a year for God, uh, before I find a job, is much cleverer as trying to do that later in my life. Um, and so I uh, told him, in a week's time, I will be there at this place. And um, I was... After I have found to Christ, I went regular to an extreme old lady. Uh, and she prayed a lot. And I went there for prayer with her once a week. She was from Lettland, that is a small country close to Finland. And um, um, I told her, this is the last time I come. I go now uh, with this organization. This lady gave me a handful of money. And I could hardly believe it. I heard the stories about missionaries who sit at a mission education, have no money, and get the money regular. I, I have been reading those things and thought, this, this is close to heaven, uh, to experience God in such a way. Uh, the money I gave came, got from the lady. I did put in my pocket. I have myself some, uh, enough money for the journey, and I went to the office. I bought the ticket of the train and discovered the money what this old lady gave to me at the prayer meeting was just 25 cents too much for my train ticket to the place where I was supposed to go to. I sat in the train with a heart full of praise. Look at this. Yeah, only 25 cents too much for my train ticket. When I arrived in town, I had to go with a bus. And you can guess how much the bus did cost. I was so deeply touched. 
how God takes a person and leads him into life. How God is, is just doing what he can to help me to believe and to trust. I left that organization uh, not after a year. I went to Bible school and I became then the leader for the work here in Austria. Uh, We had so many, so many experiences in the prayer uh, our our Father in heaven uh, is the prayer give us our daily bread. That's an easy one to pray if your cupboard is full. We have to pray it so many times with an empty cupboard and no money. Years where people later, and I asked them, uh, what uh, did, was really a help for you during the time you were with us here in Austria? And they said, what I helped me so much was to believe God in, in reality that he is real, And that if you are stuck and you are in a difficulty, God is the one who helps. On the way to India, I've been there two years in India because the leader uh, of the work uh, wanted us to be at one of the ships. That organization has ocean ships with exhibitions and a few hundred people on it, and I was supposed there uh, to be one of the speakers. On the way to India, because the leader had told the, the first thing the ship will do is it goes to India, why don't you go to India? Now, those days, we did not go on a plane with an old truck, a lorry. We went to India. That was adventure. We did not have ter- terribly much money. Uh, even on the way to Turkey, on the ship, his clothes uh, just to get uh, some money together for petrol. Different times. Uh, we had so little uh, diesel in our tank. Once we were praying again and the measure was less and less and less. It was on zero. And we were anxious to know how long time a thing like that can be on zero before you get stuck. We prayed, and you know, at the petrol station, 
on the compound the diesel was finished and we had to push it 100 meters to the place where we could fill the tank again. And at that time, you, you will hardly believe it. Again, the pet, we thought also there on the way to Asia, you see one petrol station after the other. Now, certainly not on the, those days. It was very seldom that you saw one. We were again driving, and in the middle of the night, um, there was a man with a stick standing on the middle of the street, waving. Now, it is not very certain. Normally, at a place like that, you don't stop. You rather push on the accelerator. Because this is normally a place where your lorry gets emptied. Uh, and uh, you can be lucky if you survived. We stopped. And this fellow, as he was in the middle of the street, we had not much choice. This fellow walked around our car, did not say anything. And so we said, is uh, here somewhere a, a petrol station? And we communicated with him that our diesel tank was empty. He told us to drive off the road in that village. We waited till the next morning and there we got our diesel. I cannot take the time to tell them many, 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 many stories. Uh, and I tell those stories because I had learned that forgiveness is beautiful. Because if you pray for forgiveness, you can be close with God and live with God. We had here before Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He cares for all my needs. Uh, that is beautiful. When I rest on green pastures, he leads me for resting on green pastures. Living with a knowledge he cares. But that's only half the story. The story is so much more beautiful. So much more beautiful as I have told you up to now. The God being with us and the God in Psalm 23 who is the shepherd and he is going with us. And he is with us Everywhere, even if we go to a dark valley, he is there. Beautiful, but it is in reality so much more beautiful, the gospel. 
and I got stuck in Psalm 23. That was all I knew. God is a God who goes with me and I am hidden. He will make me rest at green pasture. I would say uh, as a shepherd. Also now it is time to eat, boys. Um, uh, so much grass. A green pastures. No, no. Rest in the middle of a fullness. Beautiful. He is giving me all I need. And, and this was my experience. This is what I told the people. He is all I need. But you know the gospel? You will hardly believe it. Because this is the Old Testament I'm talking about. The New Testament is so much more beautiful. Do you know about Pentecost? That God, you will hardly believe it, gets into me. Me as, as just, just anybody. Just anybody. And God is there to live through me. Just imagine. Just imagine God living through me. And then Galatians will read, not anymore I, but Christ liveth in me. Isn't that something? The most amazing thing. And as we ask for forgiveness, and as we ask Jesus to come in, we start a new life born again he starts living through us now you know about forgiveness how it works uh, many times you see speakers with an, uh, with an apple and say who, or, or, or a, a 10 euro note who wants it and they asked in the public, and then a very one with a lot of courage come forward and say, I take it, thank you. Uh, and they communicate that you have to accept forgiveness to have it. Have you ever consciously accepted? That God's fullness. I know you asked Jesus to come into your life. Most likely. I hope you did. But have you ever accepted him and his fullness of love? His fullness of patience? Are you living out of God's fullness. And it is easy to get stuck in the Old Testament where God is our helper. And it is beautiful 
just meditate on Psalm 23. Beautiful God as helper. But to have God in us, that is the New Testament. Pentecost, what does it mean to you? In reality, in daily life, have you entered into this rest of knowing in me is enough love? In me is a fullness of love. Enough to love my parents if they are awkward. Enough to help to love the people at work. Enough in me is a fullness of love. Have you accepted it? You know, as it is with forgiveness. This was my sermon. Sorry. Let me at least say the last thing. All of us uh, know how an evangelical should live. Yeah. And so, uh, as you know it, you can say, okay, I'll get at it. And you are in an evangelical law. And you are fulfilling a law, the evangelical law. My dear folk, that, please forget about what evangelicals are supposed to be. Forget about it, what you are supposed to be, and have the courage to be a, a different one. Have the courage to smoke if you want so badly to smoke and God did not tell you not to smoke. Have the courage to go your way even if it is differently. But live with his fullness what might very well be. It might very well be that his fullness help you to it to stop the smoking could very well be I could imagine but you know as a person is the question are you swimming in this love are you living with this fullness That is a Christian. A New Testament Christian. And this is the Christianity. What will make a difference? This is the Christianity. This new source will make the people around you to be amazed. And if then things get awkward... And we think many times when it gets awkward now, no fun anymore. Yeah, uh, If that is Christianity, that is going to be a poor thing. No. Uh, if things get awkward and difficult, the neighbors 
see how you react in the middle of the storm and they can see you have a different strength. You have a different source of living. Have you ever, I don't ask, accepted forgiveness. Have you ever accepted the gift of forgiveness? Uh, I don't talk about that. Uh, that is very important, extremely important, but it is something like it. Have you ever accepted himself, his fullness, his presence? And I'm learning who Jesus is. I'm in the process of learning about his strength. In Galatians, that is the last Bible for us on that list. In Galatians 3, verse 1, it is written, and don't get angry with me that I say this Bible first. Let me read it. It is the Bible, it's not me saying it. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing of faith. Living with works of the law instead of living by faith. Learning that the Bible is enough. Even if my feeling wants more. If you don't feel forgiven, you know you are forgiven because of the Bible. If you don't feel like having uh, everything uh, as much as you want, okay. But the Bible says Jesus is there. And if Jesus not enough, <laughs> tell him that he is not <laughs> enough for that stupid little thing that we have. My dear people, we are swimming. Swimming in God's fullness. Let's live. Let's be thankful. Let our turn upon our eyes upon Jesus. And the things of earth get small. The things of earth get small when we have a clear look on Him and on the source in which we are living. On out of which we are living. That is what I wanted to say. And I think it is the most important message you can think of. Because if you have worked and did your very best, and not have been living out of God's fullness, and and God's fullness have not been in front of your eyes. 
then you have lived a poor life. You stand there with empty hands. And all you have to produce is your sweat and tears and your efforts instead of him. Not anymore I. Christ liveth in me. Those who are born again are his children and have a new life. A life what in eternity is so valuable if you've lived it. Live New Testament Christianity. Live Pentecost. Live with Jesus. Not with Jesus. With Jesus sounds more like he is the helper. Let him live in and through you. Look inside. Don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? First Corinthians 3. Don't you know that the Holy Spirit is within you? And that is enough. Father, thank you. Even in Psalm 23, it is already an author in, with such amazement already about your goodness and your caring. And you don't only want to be with us. You want even to be working through us. And that is what really counts for eternity. We want to learn to live. Teach us to live, Father. And we want to seek more and more you, who you are, and your presence. And we want to turn our eyes on you. Amen.